Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I don't even know where to begin in this episode, to be honest. This is where it gets good, y'all. Like, this is where it gets a little crazy. And I've never shared this before. Hello, happy and healthy Dang, it feels good to be back. Uh, I haven't done a solo episode in a while, and I was like, you know what? I got to sit down with my girls. We got to chit-chat. We got to talk. We got to get into things. Um, Well, first of all, let me turn my headphones down because they're a little loud. I'm screaming my own ears. (laughs) You guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Janine Amapola. If this is your first time coming to my podcast, I think we have a lot of new listeners from the Girls Gone Bible episode. So I just wanted to say hello and welcome and thank you so much for hanging out with me on today's episode of Happy and Healthy. Um, If you are new here, my name is Janine. Like I said, I post every Tuesday. And uh, really, this podcast is just to help you grow in all aspects. But it is a Christian podcast, so we do get into a ton of faith-related conversations here because I truly, truly believe that the way that God um, has instructed us to live is for our betterment, it is for our good, and it leads to a blessed life. So... Just wanted to preface with that. All right, you guys, we are back. Uh, my dad stopped by. That was really funny. He's such a goob. Um, he always stops by randomly, and uh, it's so cute. I heard him, like, open the door, and I, I didn't know who was coming in. I'm like, oh, who is that? And he's like, knock, 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 and then it was my dad. <laughs> so that was funny. I wanted to get into this episode because this is going to be a raw, real, authentic conversation regarding my story with me and my fiance, or my fiance and me whatever the proper grammar is. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how I knew Caleb was the one. Why was Caleb the one? What was I looking for? What were some of the things that we went through? What were some of my past experiences? And basically, what were some signs that God was showing me that this was my person? There's a lot of backstory to this. um, So I hope that we can just chill. We can sit down with each other um, because this one's going to have a lot more 
uh, it's going to be a lengthier one, I, at least I think. I'm going to try to explain this as best as possible. And really my goal with this podcast is to hopefully encourage you guys, help you guys out, help you guys out with maybe your stories um, of finding a person or a person finding you and just kind of give you some encouragement in that. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. And if you do, please always let me know. Feel free to DM me or tag us on Instagram. We love to repost, um, follow the Instagram, and you can also watch these on Spotify and YouTube. So subscribe, check out the page, and um, let's just get right into it. If you're a longtime listener, you might know I've been drinking AG1 for about a year and a half. I've talked about them in previous episodes as well as on my Instagram, and they really are so amazing. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I could notice such a difference. I had more energy. I felt like I could think more clearly, and I just had better focus, and that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune system support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, I love that every scoop includes some of the most amazing ingredients like prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support slash magnesium. So if you guys want to take ownership of your health and try this out, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 3k2 and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase go to drinkag1.com slash healthy that's drinkag1.com slash healthy check it out listen guys janine and i have been married for six months and the reason why it is a beautiful marriage it's because of thrive market thrive market thank you so much for sponsoring this episode we genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding you know food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial. And we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy thrivemarket.com slash healthy. I don't even know where to begin in this episode, to be honest. Um, there's so much in this story. So as I had mentioned to you guys, um, before I met Caleb, I had gone through a breakup. I've kind of explained this in the past, how it wasn't a bad relationship, but it, it was still a very God-honoring, wholesome, great boundaries, healthy relationship. I think that had just ran its course probably a little too long. We dated for a year, and it was at the point where it was like, yo, are we are we doing this or are we not? And I thought we were getting married. Um, he was a great guy, but he was just not my guy. And it's funny because now he's engaged as well. We're both engaged. So I'm like, oh, crazy. And it just goes to show you, like, we weren't each other's people. But 
I know when you go through a breakup, you feel like the world is ending. You feel like, oh man, am I ever going to recover? Is there anyone else out there? Is God going to provide? God, are you good? There's so many wrestles that come within a breakup or even a talking stage ending or a friendationship or there's so many things like it's not just obviously a boyfriend, but when you date someone for a year, you are obviously a little attached and then you're talking about marriage and that type of stuff. And it's, it's never easy. And so I was at this point of my life where I was just like, I was just exhausted and I was, I was so annoyed and I was basically just very frustrated with the Lord. And, you know, like I've mentioned this before, I was 28. I thought I would be getting engaged that summer. I got, we, we broke up June. Um, and I thought I'd be getting engaged around that exact same time. A year was when I was like, okay, we're getting engaged. And I thought I'd be getting married by the end of 2022. Well, now, you know, guys, we're in October, 2023. And um, so, so at that point in my life, I thought I'd be married by then. And I think at that time, I... Not that I'm bashing on marriage, but I think I felt that marriage was my identity. And I think a lot of people can feel this where they feel like if I'm not married or if I'm not a spouse, I'm incomplete or there's something wrong with me or I'm broken or God's not good enough or um, no man's going to love me. I mean, it's you instantly go into self-deprecating mode where you instantly think that you know, all hell's going to break loose or that life is over or you're running out of time. And there's so many thoughts that run through your mind through, through this time. And I went through all of them. And, um, I remember thinking like, oh, great. You know, I'm going to be married when I'm 32, blah, blah, blah. But I just feel like I just, I even hate that thought process now because I know girls that are 31, 32, 33 single. And I'm like, I'm getting married as as a 29 year old. And I'm like, that's just such like a toxic mentality or a poor mentality to see yourself as less than or broken or like there's something wrong with you because you're getting married a little bit later in life. And I'm just like, no, you're not. You're not incomplete. You're not, you know, lacking anything. I mean, I've told this before, but the Bible says that those who love God lack no good thing. And so if you're seeking him and if you love him, you're not going to lack a good thing. I know a spouse can be a good thing, but maybe it's not the good thing for you right at that time. So I remember going through all those thoughts and being like, I'm going to be forever alone and blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like, you know, in hindsight, I wish I could tell that girl, like girly, girly pop, you're fine. I promise you, you're not running out of time. You have so much life to live. The world's not over. A man is still going to love you. Do you still like yourself? You know, do you still love you? Um, and if you just pursue the Lord, like everything will work itself out as Matthew six thirty three says to first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. So if you're seeking his kingdom and his righteousness first, then everything else will be added unto you. But yeah, girl cannot see that at the time. I remember crying in my bed being like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. So it's crazy. So anyway, I was going through a breakup and um, I just thought my life was over. I was like, I'm going to be a single cat lady living alone for the next five years. And the Lord very quickly showed me that I was becoming desperate and I was trying to search for love in a wrong way at the wrong time in the wrong people. And I would be stalking on Instagram and I would see these guys because I was single. I was like, okay, like this is where it's unhealthy is if you get out of a relationship and then you're like immediately like, who can I date next? So I was just more like scrolling online and I was like, oh man, you know, who, who, who's a cutie out there? And I felt the Lord very clearly tell me on July 2nd, stop it, stop scrolling, stop seeking, stop stalking, stop trying to create your own love story. And I just was like, God, you know what? You're right. I'm going to release this and I'm not going to try to create my own love story. 
So I decided to just stop. And even if I caught myself, you know, stalking someone's page or becoming interested or asking a friend, hey, is your friend single or whatever? Um, I would just be like, nope, not doing that. Now, I kind of went back on my word a little bit and you guys will hear about that. But for the time being, I felt the Lord told me, trust me with your love story. And I said, okay, God, you're right. I don't want a love story that's not from you. I don't want to contrive and create my own love story. I want the love story that you've given me, God. And I think that's what the, that's what the Lord did. And so I felt this release in my spirit and I was like, I'm, I'm yay, I'm moving forward. And it was interesting. I, I've told you guys this before, but when that relationship ended, I was more grieving the idea of being married at 28 years old than I was actually the relationship. I was mad and upset because, you know, again, it was this great guy and I was like, we could get married and this would be a good fit. But I think looking back now, I'm like, I don't think that would have been a good fit. I think that would have prevented us both from our full purpose and calling the Lord's place in our lives. And so it's crazy how you can convince yourself into relationships or situations to basically try to compete with the Joneses or fulfill a self-made timeline or to just basically feel good about yourself or tell somebody, oh yeah, I'm getting married or I'm dating this guy when maybe it's not actually the best thing for you. Or it's not actually what God has ordained for you, but you're doing that just because of you know, lack or insecurity or fear or um, a scarcity mindset. And those are never good reasons to get married. Never. I meet Caleb and you guys have heard our story. Uh, you guys can check out the podcast if you haven't, but it's called Our Story. Fourth of July rolls around and I see him and I, everything within me, when I saw him first at that Fourth of July party, wanted to be like, oh, I should say something. I remember the Lord stopping me and being like, no, don't, do not say something. Do not go up to him. Don't try to manipulate this again because like it's so easy to want to put yourself in a man's way to make yourself seem more seen. And what's so crazy looking back is like, I didn't know that Caleb knew that I existed. I didn't know that Caleb had already known who I was. And so I was almost going to try to like be extra or walk in front of him or do all these things to get him to notice me. And I very clearly was just like, because I told the Lord, I was like, God, I'm done trying. I'm done trying to create these things on my own. So even though he piqued my interest at this 4th of July party, because I mean, look at him, <laughs> a gorgeous man. Um, I told myself, I'm not going to go up to him first. I'm not going to try to persuade this. And I actually left the party early because I was just not having a good day that day, as we all know from the story, not having a good day. So, um, I just, I'm really glad that I didn't do anything there. I didn't try to you know, put myself in his way because I remember very clearly telling the Lord, God, I want the person that you have for me to have already seen me or known me or had you had put me on his heart that I would be his wife. I was done with the convincing a man that I'm his wife. I was done convincing somebody why I'm worth being, you know, their person or them them having me explain myself about X, Y, and Z of why, you know, I'm their mar I'm marriage material or whatever. Not that anyone ever had me like dress. No, that's not true. I would say a boyfriend in my past had me do that. And the most recent one, you know, like not, not that he did anything wrong, but he had some questions and so did I, but it didn't feel like I was accepted as me. I didn't feel like I was accepted as, as Janine as a complete whole. It felt like it was, Hey, I want Janine plus some uh, modifications or Janine plus some edits where you need to fix this, this, and this, and this. I didn't want to have to do that. I was so tired of having to prove myself and have to modify and edit myself to be liked or to be loved or to be chosen. I said, I'm, I'm done doing that. The next person I'm with, they will accept me and they will love me for me and who God has created me to be. 
Now that does not mean they accept red flags. They do not, they do not accept toxic behavior. They do not accept ungodly character. That's a difference. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the way that God wired me, the way my brain operates, the way I want to do social media, my mission mindset, um, the way I communicate. I mean, so many different things. Like I didn't want to have to modify to the core who God created me to be. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know, obviously I see Caleb and then um, the whole story unfolds where he had already seen me multiple times. He'd been trying to pursue me for a year and a half. Obviously my interest was piqued. I followed him back from Instagram, um, thought he was super cute. We went on a first date and I can't begin to explain the difference it felt on the first date. We go on this first date and I remember looking at him across from the table and staring into his eyes and it just felt so safe. I felt like I didn't have to prove myself. I felt so normal. I felt relaxed. I felt like uh, I could be funny. I feel like I could pick on him. I felt like I could joke around with him. He was such a goofy guy from date one, and I loved it. I love when there's some of that playful banter, a little bit of the teasing and the, you know, like you're nervous. You're kind of, you know, brushing your hair because you're like, oh, he's so cute. It, it, all the vibes were there. Like everything was there, and I was like, mm this feels a little different. <laughs> I was getting all my feels and it was cute. So I remember texting Maddie like three days before the first date because I had seen this TikTok and this TikTok had said, um, Oh, I need to go rewind in this story here in a second. But this TikTok had said, when you meet the person, it'll feel like you've known them for your whole life. Now I understand that not, not everybody has this feeling. This is not a one size fits all approach. But I remember asking Maddie, Maddie, did you feel that way with Grant? And she said, absolutely. We felt instantly like best friends on the first date. And I was like, hmm, I want that. I, I want that because the last person I had dated, I remember it didn't feel like that. It did not feel like instant best friends connection on the first date. I remember kind of having to kind of convince myself like, okay, God, like maybe this is my husband because I wanted that story so badly where it was like, I knew from the first date. And I remember being like, like forcing myself to be like, yeah, I, I knew when I probably really didn't. Like, why'd you do that, Jay? Stop, stop, stop doing that, you little fraud. So anyway, I, I thought that feeling wasn't real. And then I went on my first date with Caleb and it, it literally was instantly like best friends, knew he was the one, um, held hands on the car ride home. I looked out the window and I was like, something is different here. And I do believe when you walk with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, God shows you that. He might show you that very early on. So there's not confusion. But that did not mean that I did not have weird, hard, tough dynamics in the relationship after that. It was not sunshines and daisies and roses and unicorn poop after that. It was not. But the first two weeks were really, really fun. And so I went home, I screamed, I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is my husband. We went on another date, we went on another date. And I remember running to Maddie's room being like, Maddie, this is my husband. I just knew it. And it was so crazy. And I couldn't explain it. It's something in your spirit. It's something that you just feel. And we both felt it. And I think that's the thing is like, it kind of does need to be confirmed in both of y'all. You know what I mean? And one may get there sooner than the other. No hate, no shade, no tea. One may get there sooner than the other. I think Caleb had already known before that he had made jokes with his friends like, oh, this is my wife. Tell her I'm going to marry her. I didn't, I didn't know the dude. How can I know I'm going to marry you if I never met you? But he had said that he already wanted to marry me. He was joking to his friends because I was a joke in his friend group for a year and a half how, you know, he, he was in love with me or whatever. Maybe that's dramatic. He's going to get mad at me for saying that. How he was like interested in me for that long. 
Let's rewind. I wish I had a rewind, re, like a little rewind sound effect. Like, okay, rewind. This is where it gets interesting. And I don't know what you guys believe about biblical prophecies, but I believe in it. I believe in the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is basically a word from another Christian that is to edify you. And it's to encourage you to give you some hope. Um, it's a word that someone gets from the Lord. However, with everything, I always preface this. I always say this. Everything must be tested and everything must be submitted to Christ or it must give God glory or it must... Um, uh, it must be proven by God eventually. Like someone can't be like, I see in the future, you're going to get a million dollars and it never happens. A, it wasn't from the God. It wasn't from God. And B, you know, prophecy is not like a fortune teller, like two different, two different things. One is from God and one's from Satan. Big difference there. So anyway, I believe in the gift of prophecy, but it, it, it's something that has been more, uh, more popping in my life lately since the relationship with Caleb. So let's rewind to May 2021. May 2021 is when I got this prophecy from this woman that I went to this camp with. And she basically sent me a text message and she was like, hey, my name's Holly. I had known this lady. We went to a Christian camp in 2020. And um, she was like, hey, I, I think I have a word from you from the Lord. I don't know. I'm just going to send this to you and you do what you want with this information. I hope I can send this to you. Let me know if that's okay. I was very surprised. I was like, mm, sure, send it. Okay, go ahead. Go off, queen. So she sends me this seven-page paper that she had journaled. And she said that she felt very clearly from the Lord that this was for, for me. It was a seven-page paper. It was seven pages of she had stuff she had written out. And um, she sent it to me and was like, okay, I'm just going to send this to you do what you want with this information. Okay, I'm getting a sip of my drink because this is where it gets good, y'all. Like, this is where it gets a little crazy. And I've never shared this before. So I get this text message and I start to read it and it is the longest thing ever. And you know what? I'm gonna read part of it to you. Hold on. Not to sound like all cuckoo and crazy, but I, this just goes to show you that like God writes your love story and it may not come when you think it's going to come because I've had prophecies about Caleb for many years since 2017. So it just goes to show you like God will prepare you and say, Hey, I know who your husband is, but you may not get him for five more years. <laughs> and I don't want to discourage you with that, but like the first prophecy I ever, I had ever gotten about Caleb was in 2017 um, I'll read that prophecy to you first because it's pretty crazy. And at the time I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, but I got a prophecy from this girl in 2017. I had a dream where I saw Janine get engaged on the beach. It was a proposal at the beach. It felt like it was a fast engagement, six month, uh, six month dating period, which we actually were engaged for 11 months first. Um, everything was pretty quick. It fell into place. The guy had light brown hair with some highlights and nice eyes and a nice smile. Sounds like Caleb, right? Pretty crazy. And at the time I was living in California, I didn't even know Caleb existed. I was like, okay. So this is the prophecy that I get from my friend Holly. And I'm not going to read all of it because it is, you know, it is a little sacred for me. But this, I believe, was November, um, November, hold on, let me find it. I saved the dates for like everything. It's just super crazy. 
Okay, I can't remember, but it was November 2021. I believe it was like November 21st or something. And the letter she writes, it's basically like God giving me a letter. And it says, my precious daughter, I see you. I see the desire for a relationship that is founded in my word. One thing that will be impactful for the kingdom. I know your heart is to serve serve both my kingdom and your spouse and one day your children. I will give it to you when the timing is right. And this is for you guys as well. I will give that to you when the timing is right. For now, enjoy your time with me. During this season, I have work for you and I'm still preparing you for your husband and preparing the groom for his bride. I have seen your future mapped out. I see your tears and I know your heart's desire. This is where it gets even crazier. But even starting off with that, that's the Lord's message to almost every girl waiting, waiting for her love story, waiting for God to come through. He sees your heart. He sees your tears. He sees your desires. But he says, hey, I'm not done yet. I'm still preparing you. I'm still preparing your your spouse and you need more time with me. This is where it gets crazy. Do not expect what you are expecting. I operate outside your infinite mind and beyond your limitations. Do not keep who I have for you in the box that you have created. I know what you want, but I also know who and what you need. Often my greatest gifts do not come in the form of what your mind expects. Boom. Is that not so crazy? There's more. There's so many more pages. Just as Christ came looking different, I have the man that, uh, hold on, I'm trying to, her handwriting's a little bit different. Just as Christ came looking different than what most mankind expected, what I have for you may come as what you're, as, as what you're expecting may not look like what you're expecting. Do not limit my perfect will for your life based upon your comprehension or your expectation. This is so crazy. This makes me even emotional, like rereading this. There's so much more. Okay, wait. And then there's one specifically about something that was just very, very particular for me. So it says, so be patient. As a surfer waits for the perfect wave, they will catch a few small ones. But for you, my daughter, I'm going to give you the wave, the wave that will give you the ride of your life so that your story can be completed in full and the waves will continue for generations to come. Take that to heart. You're never alone. Oh my gosh. Is that not crazy? That was probably one of like six prophecies that I had got about my husband. So here's where it got confusing. And first of all, I just like want to say thank you, Jesus, for that. And I want to encourage you guys that prophecy is very much real and it obviously has to be tested you have to take some of these things store it away put it in your back pocket see what god does with it but it's very much real so essentially i got this prophecy and four days later is when i went on the first date with my last boyfriend and i'm on this date and i'm like oh my gosh what are the odds that i get this prophecy and then i go on this date with this guy and in my mind i was like oh this has to be it and i'm basically trying to create again this story for me because I'm like, surely this has to be it. Surely this has to be the guy because of the prophecy I got four days ago. And it was not. Um, Obviously we know that now, but I remember trying to fit my love story into what I, again, comprehended or that this made sense. Of course this makes sense. 
when the prophecy said, you know, it's going to be beyond your expectations, beyond your comprehension, beyond what your infinite mind can understand. And I think where it was confusing is that I, I and I want to be clear about this. I often went for the same type of guy. I had a very particular style that I naturally gravitated towards. It was the same type of job and hair color and height and eye color, like very, very traditional that I normally did. And I think the Lord was like, okay, sweetheart, um, we've tried that three times. It hasn't worked. Let's try something new. So I think when I saw that prophecy and I went on a date with my ex, who was what I had typically gone for, I was like, this doesn't really make sense because this is exactly what I would have expected. So I was kind of confused because I was like, God, was that prophecy wrong? Or um, am I just not, am I missing something here? You know what I mean? So obviously we broke up and then I was like, oh, okay. The prophecy was right. Um, yeah, because again, the guy that I was dating, like he was very much what I expected. He was very much the checklist or what I had thought or what I anticipated. But I think God the whole time was like, no, 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 girly. I know what you need. I know what you want, but I, your loving sovereign creator of the universe who knit you in your mother's room. I know every single hair on your head. I know your desires. I know what you need. And I know what you need beyond what you even need. I know what you need five, 10 years from now, not what you just want right now. And that's a message to you too, because you may be going for your same patterns. We often go for our patterns and our type, but I think we should be willing to release that every now and then, or go for something different than we normally do. Give the guy a chance, give someone different a chance. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we just date our type and our patterns, but that doesn't mean it's good for us. And we may be like, no, 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 it's good for me. It's what I want, but is it what you need? Are your patterns actually healthy? And I've seen many people, they've gone, they've married the guy that was exactly their type and it's worked out great. Again, this is not a one size fits all, but it's just to encourage and and challenge you. Hey, maybe give someone else a try that is not typically your type or the person you have naturally gone for. So enter Caleb in the chat. I've explained this, but it's not, and I really want to be clear about this because I do not want anyone taking my words out of context or, or thinking that I was not into Caleb or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But naturally, when you add somebody four and a half years younger than you who's moving to Orlando in three weeks when you meet him, and he's just different than the type you typically gone for, he's very different. Um, it caused a lot of panic inside of me where I was like, wait, 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 no, like this is not what I anticipated. This is not what I expected. I don't, I don't know. It was like the toxic side of me, or maybe not even the toxic side, the unhealed part of me wanted to go back to what I knew, what was comfortable, what felt familiar. As females, we always want what feels familiar, but familiar does not always equate to healthy or normal or good for you or beneficial or fruitful. That doesn't always equate to that. So in my mind, I met Caleb and everything was there. He was amazing. He was godly. I was like, oh my gosh, this could be my spouse. I felt so safe. Everything was there, but it was like this little unhealed thing in me was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 this isn't what I, this isn't what I thought. I'm freaking out. He's different. And again, the age gap, that really tripped me up in the beginning. And I know we've talked about this, but um, that was really hard for me in the beginning because I was 28, he was 23 and we're four and a half years apart. So midway through he, he turned 24, I was still 28, blah, blah, blah. You guys get the point. But you could see what that feels like from an outsider's perspective. I'm sure you guys are even judging me right now or people have judged me because of the age gap. And so I remember being like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> and I immediately started texting some mentors being like, 
do you think there's a problem with age gaps? Do you think that this is an issue? And they were like, no, only if he is mature, he can spiritually lead you, leads you in purity. He is goal oriented or he's driven. He's a hard worker. He wants to provide for you. Like if the godly characteristics and traits are there, then that's not a problem. Age is just a number. And it was so crazy because the more that I started dating him, like the longer I dated him, the more I started hearing all these stories of many women that I admired and respected marrying men four, five, six years younger than them. Many women that I respect to this day, godly women. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. But it took me a minute because again, it was not what I expected. There was many things that were not as I quote unquote expected because I had this little checklist or this thing in my brain of what I thought would be good for me. But if I look at my patterns of the past relationships, clearly it wasn't. And not that everything was toxic in my past. It was just that it was not God ordained or God's best. And as a female praying for a future spouse, you want God's best. But God's best often may look different than what you have anticipated. And that's what that prophecy told me. So the more that I started to date him, the more that I was like, oh, this is what the prophecy meant. I have this thing that I want to I want to read really fast because this was a this was basically a summary of my um relationship with Caleb was just how often our our desires and the things that we want they only lead to human results when God calls us to something they lead to God results that's what I was basically going to read because when we when God tells us to do something it's going to be something often that we wouldn't have done ourselves it's going to be something that we would not have typically chosen for ourselves because what we choose for ourselves doesn't require faith that doesn't require trust it doesn't require leaning on God. It requires leaning on ourselves. And so this relationship, though it was amazing and there was nothing wrong with Caleb, it required some faith because there were some challenges that we had that were just different. So I'm going to read this really fast because I just thought it was really, really good. Hearing the voice of God, he leads us through a process we wouldn't have picked for ourselves. He leads us to God results, not human results. If it's God, it is something you wouldn't have done normally or chosen yourself. It's the voice, uh, it's your own voice when it's self-centered and filled with shame or immediate self-gratification. And I think that's the thing whenever we're deciphering the voice of God or deciphering what is God's best versus what we want is, okay, does this only, does, does this only gratify the desires of my flesh or what I want, or will this lead to godly kingdom results? And based off of Caleb's character and who he was, the way he led me, he pursued me, the way, I mean, everything he did was just so different and I loved it, but it scared me because it was different, because it wasn't familiar. And so God just kept showing me and confirming with me over and over and over, this is your spouse. I would get dreams and prophecies. And when we we both had dreams, his parents had dreams, his grandma had dreams. And I believe that God speaks to us through dreams. Now, not every dream means something, but when it keeps happening like that and it's happening to both you and God's people and the people around you and your spouse, it was like God kept being like, stop trying to run away. Stop freaking out. This is your person. There's nothing wrong with Caleb because Caleb's an amazing guy. But when you just have someone four and a half years younger than you and he's experienced different things in life than you, you know, Caleb had a different career path and school path than I had anticipated. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Do not hear me say that anything bad about him. It was different. And so it took me adjusting to different and being like, okay, different is okay. Different is fine. Different means it could be so godly. And so I panicked at first because I, A, was like, okay, God, am I healed? 
Um, is there something in me that I need to still work through? And I just was not used to someone being like Caleb that pursued me the way that he did. Caleb relentlessly pursued me. He truly showed me the father's heart. He showed me the way that God loves us where it was this relentless, beautiful pursuit in the midst of my messiness or my confusion or things that I needed to work through or things that were so broken in me that needed healing. He loved me through that. And I was like, wow, this is what God is often like. And I, I ultimately wanted a man after God's own heart. And that was Caleb. Caleb taught me so many things that other men have not taught me or when men saw problems in me or saw my past as too broken or saw, you know, maybe my big family, my crazy family or anything, my job. A lot of them were like, this is too much for me or men that were intimidated by my career or my income or my platform. They were like, this is too much for me. Many other men would have ran away and they did. And Caleb stayed. And it was things like that, that I, I prayed for, but it was almost like I was so used to relationships ending or failing or not working out that I was like, why are, why are you still here? And it was because Caleb saw something in me beyond just physical. It was something spiritual that he saw in me. And I also saw in him. And so he could see past the bull crap. He could see past the, the pain and the things I'd been through and stuff like that, where he was like, I know Jay, you're so beautiful. Like, I love you for you. And I'm, I'm here beyond your platform or beyond anything is like, I like you. And again, it was that, that first time where I was like, man, someone just likes me for me. And that was really, really nice and comforting. And I just was like, wow. And so it was kind of crazy because people kept confirming over and over, um, like biblically, they kept being like, Jay, Caleb is a David in the Bible. And if you don't know who David in the Bible is, if you read first Samuel, which is what I'm reading right now. Um, it's an amazing book in the Bible. I'm doing it in the October Bible challenge with you guys on Instagram. It explains the characteristics of David in first Samuel. And, um, I'm going to read those to you guys really fast, actually, because there's so many qualities. It's so crazy. There's so many qualities in David that actually align with who Caleb is. And it's crazy because one of my friends actually had this word for me on my bachelorette trip where she was like, Jay, I see Caleb as a David. And this was like, gosh, the third or fourth time that I had heard someone say Caleb's a David. And you're probably like, what does that mean? But it basically means that people see the resemblance of Caleb having qualities to David in the Bible. And, um, and he does. So let me read those two really fast. Hold on. Okay. So, um, I can't find it, but basically Hold on, let me get my notes. It's in my notes. Hold on. So I got my journal because I actually wrote down the qualities of David in my journal. And I don't want to like over-spiritualize this type of stuff, but I do feel like this is how God speaks to us. He confirms it with his word and his people and in your spirit. And the Lord just kept doing that, which is why I kept being like, this has got to be my spouse. Apart from even the Bible, like obviously Caleb is an amazing person. We have so much fun together. He's my best friend. We you know, have a blast together. He makes me laugh. Like there's so many amazing qualities. Like he, he's amazing the way he pursued me. I mean, everything. So in first Samuel 16 is when we start to kind of see a little bit more of his qualities. And here's some qualities of David. He was Rudy. Actually, I need to look up what that word means. Hold on. So I actually didn't know that it meant this Rudy in the Bible means like red, red skin or like darker skin, the dark skin Hebrew found in the beauty of a clear complexion. So Caleb is a little bit darker too. Um, he had beautiful eyes, which Caleb does, and the youngest. He was the youngest out of all of his brothers. Um, handsome, a man after God's own heart, a man of war, a man of val valor, 
um, skillful, prudent in speech. People loved him, highly esteemed, loved by God. The Lord was with him. And again, he's always described as a man after God's own heart. And it was just so crazy because I had a friend kind of correlate David in the Bible to Caleb because when they were looking for the next king, uh, he's the son of Jesse, Jesse in the Bible. And so Saul is like coming, Saul, I think it was Saul, Samuel, Samuel's coming being like, Hey, we're looking for a King. He goes to Jesse. He's like, who do you have that we could have as a King? And so Jesse has all of his, I think seven sons or six sons. And he goes through the list of every single son. And the Lord has it says in the Bible, the Lord has rejected this one. Who else do you have? And he brings his next son. And then God says, Samuel says, whatever the Lord has rejected this son as well. Who do you have? So they go to the last boy the shepherd boy, David. And um, the last boy is David who was in the field shepherding the sheep. And he said, this one. And they're all probably like, this one? The shepherd boy, the youngest shepherd boy. This is who you want as your king. And God has said, yes, this is who I'm selecting. This is the one I'm anointing. This is the one I want. And so it just goes to show. And then again, it says later that God looks at the heart and man looks at the outward appearance. And that's the most powerful Bible verse. And so how I'm correlating this back to my story is that, you know, again, Caleb was different than what I normally went for. I was nervous about the age. I was nervous about different things, but I saw him to be a David in the Bible because his heart was seeking God. His heart was after God and everything else was so, so amazing. And it was funny how the way it just correlated, like the eyes and the youngest and not what I expected, but it was just so like, like, God, this just makes sense. Like the more that I dated Caleb, the more I was like, this just makes sense. And I even had people like one of my good friends, she's very, very prophetic. She even, um, had some prophecies even about Caleb just with like, I'll show you, hold on. Like y'all prophecies are crazy. And I don't know why I get these all the time, but like I do. So my friend, she, she even had a prophecy in 2019 and it said, um, that this is who she thought my husband would be a person of influence, dark hair. I didn't want to tell anybody. And I wanted to keep it a secret. Cause in the beginning I was like trying to make sure I, like I figured out my feelings before I went live on Instagram and before I told people, cause in the past I had jumped the gun and rushed it and told people. And then was like, mm, probably should have done that. He swept me off his feet. Like no one else had before. No one knew about the first date or anything like that. And, um, he was like darker skinned and it kind of seemed like he was Middle Eastern, which is Caleb's not Middle Eastern, but I know this is going to sound crazy, but she said she saw in the dream, like he seemed like he was Middle Eastern or we were sitting in a bus or a van together. We were smiling. We were looking at each other. And it made me think when I was in Israel with him sitting on the bus, um, I was like, oh my gosh, Caleb, I'm like, we're in the Middle East sitting on a bus together. We had never been on a bus together at all ever in our life before. And I remember we looked at each other, we were smiling, we were grinning. I was like, oh my gosh, like you're gonna be my husband, blah, blah, blah. I was like smiling. And then all of a sudden this whole prophecy dawned upon me and I was like, Caleb, Middle East sitting on a bus together and us smiling. And I remember when she texted me this dream, she's like, have y'all ever been on a bus together? And I was like, nope. I mean, sorry, when I re-brought back up this dream, cause this was in 2019, um, I was like, she was like, have you guys been on a bus together? And I was like, nope. <laughs> and then we were the first time in the Middle East. Super, super crazy. There's just so many multiple y'all, like I could go on and on and on. It's so crazy. So it just goes to show like, even though like I, I was fearful because of just different things of just like, God, I'm scared. And it's the right, is this the right timing? Is this the right person? And even though I feel like the Lord had already spoken to me, I feel like the Lord kept being like, do you trust me? I've already spoken to you. This is your person. Yes. And I think 
fear and um, past hurts and the things I'd been through were trying to cause me to run away. And that's kind of what the enemy does. Like if it's a God ordained thing or if God is in it, the enemy is going to try to get you to throw it away or run away from it as fast as possible because he doesn't want you to walk in the purpose and the calling and the gifting that God's given you. And so it was like my spirit knew that this was my person. And I was like so excited. I, every time I was with him, I like loved being with him and I, I missed him. And I was like my best friend. And then when he would leave, I would get in my head and I would get so confused. And so I know people often say that, oh, when it's with, if it's from God, there will be peace. And in some situations, yes. But for me, there was a lot of confusion because of a lot of things I'd been through in my life and my past and me asking God, okay, God, is this the person you wanted? And I think me having gone through a lot of heartbreak, you guys had seen me go through that, a very toxic, unhealthy heartbreak in college. And then two relationships after that, I was just like, God, I want to be sure this time because as I had said, I had jumped the gun in past relationships or I had told myself, this has got to be my spouse, but God never confirmed it was my spouse. And so this time I really was like, God, show me, is this my person? Please bless it and show me. But it was like the enemy, like didn't want me to be with him. The enemy was trying to throw me in more confusion and God kept confirming and confirming and confirming being like, no, this is your person. And Caleb just treated me so different than anybody. The way he stuck with me and from day one was not about the games. He didn't want to play games. He wasn't um, withholding anything from me. He was very forthtelling from the beginning. And I just felt so safe with him. I felt respected and honored and like he cared for me and he just spoiled me. Oh my gosh. Like he was so, so amazing. But like I said, it didn't mean that there weren't problems. There was things that we both had to walk through of his family hurts and his past hurts and my past hurts. And that's just the reality is that I think a lot of people think that relationships are perfect when you see them online and like, oh my gosh, I want that story. But I'm here to tell you that our story was messy. Our story wasn't flawless. It was from the Lord. God did show it to us and God did tell me, hey, I think this would be the best fit for you. But I still had to choose that. I tried to run away. I broke up with him for crying out loud in the beginning because I panicked and I was nervous and I was freaking out. And I was like, God, is this the person? And I, I needed just to be alone and like hear from God directly myself. And, and God did do that. When I got alone with him, I fasted and I prayed and I sought the Lord. He answered just like that Bible verse. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he did. And so it's my prayer and encouragement to you guys that when you're dating, when you're in going, when you're going through relationships, ask God for the man after God's own heart, ask God to bring that to you. And again, maybe he isn't necessarily what you thought. I don't know who you thought you were going to be with, whether that's a certain hair color, eye color, height, job title, where he lives, what he looks like or anything like that age. It doesn't matter. Obviously don't date someone maybe like absurdly younger or older than you. It's not necessarily what I'm recommending, but I'm saying don't count off someone that's two, three, four years younger than you, because you don't know how God can use it. Just how David was the youngest of the family. And everyone's like, really, you want this young guy to be the king? And God said, yes, I have chosen him. I rejected everybody else. This is the one that I'm choosing. So God can do the same thing for you in your life and your love story and in your relationship with God, because he wants to give good things to those who love him. And he withholds no good thing from those he loves. And so he uses everything for his goodness, for his glory, for his purpose. And he can do the same thing for you. And I don't know when that is. I don't know how that's going to be. But in my story, I, I was nervous. I thought this was too different. I was insecure at some times. Um, I just, I didn't know if I was ready to give up my singleness quite yet because I was kind of like, I thought it'd be single longer, but I, I almost see and think that God didn't have me be longer to protect me because I don't know where I'd be if I stayed single longer. I don't know if I would have gotten myself in more 
potential havoc or heartbreak if I had stayed single longer. And I think God was like, my girl, my daughter, it's time for you to settle down. And this is the person I want for you to settle down. And God's never going to have you marry somebody if it's not for your betterment and for your benefit and to bless you. And if it's not advancing the kingdom, if it's not, you know, bringing more people to the gospel, if it's not using your marriage and your relationship to glorify God, this relationship truly is a only God could have done this. I could have never written this love story. I, I truly could not have. I never could have written this for myself. And even like Caleb seen me multiple times before we met. And, and that was something I specifically prayed for was like, God, I just want someone to like have seen me beforehand and have just known that I was this person because I'd heard those love stories before and I never thought I would get that. And it doesn't mean that if, that if you don't get that in your love story, that it's not still from God, I promise you. Like God really can come in so many different shapes and forms in your love story and in your relationship. This is just mine. Um, but that's why I wanted to share this with you guys because like, I struggled in the beginning. I really did struggle. And I, and I think I'm like trying to be careful because I don't want people to think that I'm saying I didn't like Caleb or I didn't want to be with Caleb or I didn't find Caleb to be attractive. That's not what I'm saying. I liked Caleb. I, I knew I wanted to be with him from very early on. I was attracted to him. We had so much fun together, but a lot of my past wounds and hurts were coming out. And I think God used Caleb to heal those. God can very much use a person to heal those. And I think do the work while you can when you're single, but God also you know, he can very much reveal these blind spots or these red flags in you that God wants this person to heal in you. And I think that is important because you want those to be exposed. If you, if you, um, aren't exposing them, how can you heal them? You know, God can't heal what you won't reveal. And so let's reveal it. Let's expose it, bring it out to light. And that is where freedom is found. And so, um, it's just an encouragement that, um, oh, hi, Bubby. Hi. Do you want to come in? You look so cute. I'm telling our love story. Okay, well, my fiance is joining me now for the ending portion. And so basically, babe, to fill you in, um, I was talking about... Hi, you look so cute. Thank you. I was talking about just the prophetic words that I had gotten and just how I was kind of confused in our relationship for a good bit. Sure. Maybe you can share from your perspective a little bit about like kind of the difficult parts of how we overcame them and how like I never... It was never that I didn't like you or that I wasn't sure about you. It was more that I felt like my past was still kind of lingering a little bit and sure. how you healed me in that a lot. I feel like I, I did take a lot of things personal, but listen, anytime she was ever struggling with the relationship, it's like we would have a great day. We'd have a great week and then she'd panic. Um, so usually your, her freakouts were coming off of like very vulnerable moments it wasn't ever like we had a bad week where she wasn't treating me well. And or are you treating me well? Yeah. And so honestly, when she would have her panic attacks about, you know, or like this is moving too fast or I'm not sure, it would kind of catch me by surprise because I'd be like, wait, you, you just said this or you just said that. So internally, I knew her panic attacks were reflective or uh, were because of what she's gone through and the um, too good to be true Things always don't work out. I'm making a mistake. My picker is off um, yeah. because, you know, you're you know, 29 and you've been through so much heartbreak. We were like, why is this going to be different? Why you're just going to break my heart right. or, or whatever. And so I had really good dudes around me where I could go to them and be like, dude, you know, this is what is happening. This is what she's doing. And I, what I've realized is a lot of guys go through the same thing 
with girls and vice versa. There's been times, because what's funny is once Janine was all in, there was times where I was, I never had like anxiety about like whether you were the right or wrong person, but I had doubts with, could I measure up to your expectations? Mm. And there were times where she had to meet me and reassure me that you're in this, that I have nothing to worry about in that. Um, so I thought we got to both show up for each other in a lot of those panic attacks or just because it's scary. You're yeah. you're trusting someone for the rest of your life. It's a big deal. And um, I try not to take things personal. I think that I think there's a common theme where you hear girls talk about, oh, he's not what I thought he was going to be and, and uh, this and that. And, you know, you can take that personal if you want to or you can look at that and be like, okay, you know, that, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. No, I see what you're saying. I, I think that is the thing that we see a lot on social media is like, oh, my, my spouse isn't what I expected because we know people that have, say, have said that. And, and I do think that is a little bit of our story, but I always try to say like, just because it's not what you expect, it doesn't mean it's bad or it's wrong. It just may be different. And I think both of us were like that. Like you had dated a certain type in the past. I had dated a certain type in the past. And I don't think you imagined yourself marrying a 29 year old influencer, right? Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. I, I think that you definitely turned my life upside down. And you're not, it's not like dating a nurse or dating a teacher, which, you know, being, if you're a nurse or a teacher, that's amazing. But you, there's a nine to five, you kind of know what you're going to get. But yeah. from you, like in the beginning of our relationship, Janine was traveling all the time. I mean, every weekend she was gone. And that was, that was the hardest thing for me. And whether I, or not, I thought I could do this. There were times where, you know, I thought about throwing in the towel, you know, honestly, after we went public that, that week later was one of the tougher weeks of our relationship. Uh, cause it was just coming off another trip. And, and yeah. I just was like, man, am I going to be on the sidelines here a lot? And what I had to realize was, you know, a lot of these things are pre-playing when you're dating and, uh, you don't have as much equity to speak into things. I, I wasn't going to say, Hey, you can't go on that trip. Um, but now we're getting engaged, about to get married. And it's so funny because all of our arguments, we don't really go through as much anymore because yeah. it's like, we're getting married. We're a team. You trust each other. So everything comes down to trust. Right. We didn't trust. I mean, we trusted each other, but not really yet. Yeah. And now we have just full faith in each other where we do it. We do it. We do everything together. And now it's like, man, if I could, if I could show myself a year ago where we're at now, I want to, nothing would have really stressed me out. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. It's so crazy because in hindsight, like you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, the world's ending and this is so difficult. And like, you know, we, we had to communicate through so many different things of like my life just being out of the ordinary. And what does that look like? And then you add the social media pressure. Sorry, hold on. You add the social media pressure and you look back and it's like, why are we fighting? Like yeah. now we are, where we are. And we're like, oh, it all worked out. And I think that's just what it looks like when you trust God, you trust God with the process. And I love that you mentioned your friends because we consistently brought people in. And if people had like blatantly were like, we do not think this is a good relationship. Every single one of our mentors, our people, they were like, Hey, just give it some time. You guys are new. You're figuring this out. There's there's, you both are still great people. You guys are godly people. We still think this is worth fighting for and working on. And I'm glad that we fought for it. I'm so glad that we got through a lot of our crap in the beginning part of dating, because I feel like engagement was so much easier because we had yeah. these tough conversations uh but what was what was the biggest thing that i did um that if it want, i know you probably already talked about this but i'm sure there's a girl who is 
dating and she might not be attracted to her significant other or she doesn't like the guy. I think there was a difference between that versus what you were stressed out about. Yeah. I feel like we had the chemistry, we had the attraction, but the problem was is expectations of what the future was going to look like was the more thing that held you up. If you had that solved earlier on, I think it would have been easier for you. 100%. So I think there's a there's a big difference between that parallel because if you're fighting for like, you can't look at this person, you're a year in, and every time you see them, you just don't feel that like like attraction for them. That's so important. Yeah, I think maybe really early hard. on you don't have that, and maybe that takes a couple months to grow. But um, I think that I don't want I don't want to con- the audience to confuse what you're yeah. saying. Oh, I'm not definitely not saying that. I've made that very clear yeah. in the episode. Like it's not that attraction or chemistry wasn't there. I do think that is important. Important. I don't think that's the number one thing to focus on. And I do think that that can grow. But I don't think that was the the problem in our relationship. Um, yeah, I think it was expectations and then the past of like what I went for typically this, the, probably the patterns and then also like, okay, how is this going to work in the future? Cause when we first started dating, I couldn't see how it was going to align quite yet. And it all worked itself out to where now we're like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. But I, I also liked her so much that it blinded my, um, not that I was faking anything, but I was just like, if you've, if you're a guy and you've, or a girl and you've dated a guy and it felt like they weren't being themselves maybe in the first few months because he was nervous or I didn't want to lose the relationship so badly that, I mean, I'd be playing a basketball game and she'd text me and I'd stop middle what I'm doing <laughs> just to text her back. Um, and I think a few months in, I finally, right, right around the time we broke up, um, I think she needed to break up with me for me to realize that, hey, I'm going to be good no matter what, mm-hmm. whatever happens. And yeah. when we broke up, I had peace, man. I, I, I was broke. My heart was broken, but I had peace that I was going to be okay. And it's so funny. Once I let that go and surrendered that, I was like, Lord, I'm going to be fine. It was so weird. It was like, the Lord was like, okay, here you go. Here she yeah. Come crawling back. Yeah, I did. Because again, I sought the Lord and I think, and I think what we did a lot in our relationship is we both fasted and prayed a ton and I fasted and prayed a ton. And every single time when I did that, that was when I either got a word or something from the Lord that confirmed that this was the person. And, um, what did you say a second ago about letting you go? Yes. I just want to say like, you have to come to the relationship surrendered and be open handed and say, God, if you don't want it, take it away. If you do show it to me and God will do that for you. And I think God showed that to me. And I think what was also really, really cool is back to that prophecy in the very beginning of when, um, that woman spoke to me through the ocean. That was how the Lord had spoke to me in the past because I used to surf in California. Every time I was really sad or depressed or whatever, I would go to the beach, I would sit there and I would just cry and I would journal and God would always speak to me in the Bible or I would, when I was sitting on my surfboard. And so it felt so tender to me that the Lord had spoken to me through the ocean. And it was so funny. The girl that gave me the prophecy, she was like, I don't know what any of this means. I'm not a surfer. I live in freaking Ohio. There's no ocean here. She was like, I don't know what this means, but maybe you do. And it's so cool when God speaks to you, he speaks to you in a way that makes sense to you. And that made sense to me. And so when we, um, remember that one time we both were like, let's take four days apart and fast and pray. Mm -hmm. I had very clearly heard again from the Lord. That same lady came back to me and gave me another prophecy. And she was like, Hey, it's me again. I was like, hello. And she's like, I know this sounds crazy, but again, do what you want with this information. She's like, I feel like I got another word for you. And it was the same prophecy about the ocean. And it was the same thing about 
you know, what you don't, what you're not expecting. It's here. The way that the wave that you've been waiting for the, the ride of your life, it's here. We believe like she basically was confirming, like, I think whatever you've been waiting for, you're walking in it right now. And it took me two years basically to get there. Yeah. It's so important. She, it's so important to hear that and not to, um, yes, Janine, Janine didn't, you didn't choose me because of a prophecy. You know what I mean? The prophecy was, it was somebody coming with something um, and you tested it, but ultimately, and it confirmed, but ultimately you have to have the, um, you can't just like go marry someone just because someone said something and then you still don't feel like internally, it still doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like definitely not what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I don't want the, again, these things are so, because so many people have been hurt by prophetic words where it's like, hey, you're going to marry this person, then it doesn't work out. Yeah. I would also say that you held that loosely where even though that was, there were still many times where you were like, I could still like, this could still not work out. Caleb could still break up with me and God, I'd still trust in you. So I think that like all those things to be said, like be careful. I know that people will come to you and say something. Ultimately, like um, it's not, it's not Bible, but it, it is, that is a gifting from somebody else that can be used. And it was our story. Yeah. Um, we don't ever want to be those weird Christians that well, I was trying to say, you know I, what I mean? I'm not trying to over spiritualize, but I am saying that it was true and God did use it. And if, if, if I had not had those along the way, I think the confusion would have continued. And I'm so thankful that the Lord kept yeah. encouraging me with the gift of prophecy through people to help me say, Hey, like God was saying, Hey, I'm still here. I see you. I'm giving you nudges. I'm helping you. And it really did help me. It's not the reason why I chose Caleb, but it, it so helped me along yeah. the way there. And there's that Bible verse that says, knock and the door will be open, seek and you shall find. Yeah. And, and something about listening. It's just true. Test your relationship. If I could say anything and like write this down, like expose your relationship. There's so much. I just said that. Yeah. Really expose everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Every little detail of your relationship, relationship. I'm sure there's one thing in your relationship that you don't want to expose. It's the reason why you guys don't go to church anymore. It's the reason why you don't talk to that friend group anymore or those Christians or this person or that person because you're afraid to lose your relationship. If you expose it and you still are together at the end of it, you're going to be so glad you exposed it because eventually you're naked. You know, yeah. eventually you, you're going to be exposed. And you can't have your marriage, your relationship on the foundation of a lie. Like, if you're not willing to expose the things and bring out the truth, then your relationship's a lie. If there's one lie, then it's on a lie. And I'm, I remember that story with uh, JP told where they went to this woman and they were like, hey, we think um, we think your bo- or fiance, we've heard that he abused his, his ex-girlfriend. Like, we think that you should postpone the wedding and uh, look at this more clearly. And she got mad at him, was like, how dare you? He's the most amazing man. They excommunicated them from their lives. And then on their honeymoon, he pushed her down a flight of stairs. And she broke her legs. And it's like, she didn't expose that. She didn't let that, uh, reveal that and seek that with time and uh, try to figure out Mm -hmm. what is actually going on here. Whatever that little pinch in your side that keeps you up at night about your relationship, pour some germex on it you know <laughs> that's so good and um, we've had things that we had to expose yeah. we had to work through and then your discernment was like we need to dive deeper into that and i'm glad we did because once you expose it you can deal with it you can heal from it and i'm thankful that 
we did figure that out and now we're in a way healthier spot, you know, and I'm super glad that we did that. And whether you like it or not, it's going to be exposed at some point. I just hope it's not in marriage. Expose it now before the marriage. And well, I'll end it on this. Uh, your relationship gets so much better after you've been together for a year. Like if you think you're at nine months or 10 months and this is, and then it's, it's, you're going through some hard parts it's not forever. One, you don't know each other yet. We don't even fully know each other yet until we're fully married. Yeah. And but I look at our relationship six months ago, seven months ago, even when we got engaged. Like each month is so important, and you, you're going to be so excited when you're a year and a half in. You're going to laugh at yourself when you were early yeah. on into a relationship, the things you were stressing out about. Mm-hmm. So time is on your side. Yeah. Well, thank you, baby, for coming on. Um, I think the next time you guys will see us. We'll be married. Is nope. this the last episode? No, we'll do one more episode. Okay. Yeah, that's we'll, so. Crazy. We'll do. A, we'll do an episode before we get uh, hitched. We'll do it the week before, the day before, or something like that. So crazy. Crazy. I know. So uh, that is my episode of how I knew Caleb was the one for me. Um, he basically just hit a different part of my heart than any other dude had. Um, the way you pursued me, and you were so consistent. And you loved me and you, (laughs) you made me laugh and you never ran away. And like, I think from day one, you were just clear and you were full of pursuit and you weren't playing games and you weren't like trying to keep your options open. Like you were like, no, I want you. And most relationships that I've seen that are really successful is the guy being super ignited for the woman and being like, I will marry this woman. Not in a possessive crazy way, but like I look at my sisters and some of my best friends that are married and I'm like, that is awesome. Like those are the most fun um, relationships because the man is pursuing the way that God intended it to be. And he's leading in that. So the Lord just not only ignited my heart, but he spoke to me and was just like, be patient. That doesn't mean stay in relationships that are toxic and abusive. Yeah. But it means for me a lot of things we were going through, I was like, no, I feel called. I feel called that this is my wife. And um, ultimately, if we're going to break up, we'll break up. But I'm going to stay here until uh, until I know for sure. So, Amen. The Lord will confirm it. Yeah. Already. Well, can I just close out really fast? Yeah. yeah. Okay, love you. All right. I told you guys this episode would be kind of long. Um, Thank you to my fiance for coming on. But I pray today's episode was a blessing and just an encouragement to you that everyone has their own unique and God-given love story. But ultimately, the love story that God has for you is going to glorify God. It's going to push you closer to God. That relationship that God has for you, it's never going to try to purposely you know, glorify sin or lead you towards sin. Obviously there might be some struggles and temptations, but it's not that the relationship is going to glorify sin. And I think that is the difference is Caleb was never encouraging and glorifying sin. He made me look more like Jesus. He pushed me back towards Jesus. And that was the difference. And he never was like judgmental towards me or my past or anything like that. And the Lord showed me, he confirmed it in my spirit. He confirmed it in the word. He confirmed it with his people. And of course I loved him. I wanted to be with him. He's my best friend. And it just made sense. So it was one of those situations that I'm like, oh God, this makes sense. Like it shouldn't be this crazy 
you know, puzzle piece to figure out. Like, it should just make sense. It should be, it should be easy. It should fit. Your family should get it. Like, all those things like that. And so I'm sorry if there's any confusion or there's anything that I left out. Um, you guys can ask me questions, but on my Instagram or anything like that, I'll try to hopefully help out. But just remember that the man that you are with or the person or whatever should be pushing you closer towards Jesus, not closer towards sin or self-glorification or the bedroom. They should be leading you towards holiness and you should enjoy being with them. You should want to be with them. You should love your time with them. You shouldn't have to be dragging yourself to go on the date and being like, oh, I have to hang out with this guy again. Like it's, it's a no brainer. Like you should want to be with the person. You know what I mean? So, um, the Lord works in crazy, mysterious ways. And I'm really glad that I sought God's plan. I sought after him and I said, God, make the story for me and confirm it to me because it's worked out. And I'm marrying my best friend, the most amazing godly man. And everything is just falling into place. The more and more I'm like, wow, God, this is what it means to have faith. And I trusted God. I had faith throughout the relationship of God. I trust you with this relationship. Show me the right way. And he did. And I'm so glad I listened. So, um, this is my advice to you is to seek God's will to seek the Bible and the process, seek God's people, ask for wisdom in your relationship and pray through it, journal through it. And I believe the Lord will show you inevitably. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I pray it was a blessing. Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, I feel like I left out some stuff, but um, that was kind of like the timeline um, and just some sporadic moments throughout the relationship. I'm sorry if that wasn't like super linear, but I was just trying to show like moments specifically that God confirmed to me the relationship. And um, yeah, I think also the things that I last thing I want to say is that God has to confirm the relationship to both of you. You both have to feel peace. You both have to know this is right. You both have to want to marry each other. It has to be mutual. So one can't be forcing the person, no, this is right. I heard the Lord say this. And then one person's like, wait, what? I didn't get that. Has to be mutually agreed upon. So my final thought. Thank you guys for listening. I love you guys so much. If this episode was a blessing, please let me know. And I'll see you guys again next week for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys. Bye.